So good morning, everyone, and thank you for this opportunity to take part in the summer lay-led services. This has always been one of the things I've loved most about being a member here at um, this UU Church. Lay-led services are a great opportunity for members to serve as lay leaders and share our views and experiences with the congregation, and hopefully a pearl or two of wisdom in the process. The theme of the summer services is to examine the meaning of our vision statement, kindling the flame of love and justice to nurture and heal ourselves, each other, and our world. I was 16 when I married my first husband. My mom had left a failing marriage and took my older sister with her. It was just me and my dad. Oh, and did I mention he was an alcoholic? He was barely functioning at the time, so I ran away with the guy next door. My dad, not knowing quite what to do with me after my mom left, happily signed papers to let me get married. Fast forward three years, that in between three years is another sermon. Fast forward three years, and I was a 19-year-old single mother of a baby who had fled an abusive marriage. I was looking for an apartment that I could afford on minimum wage, a tall order in Alexandria, Virginia. A friend told me about a basement apartment in Alexandria not far from my job. The woman who owned the house, was her name was Lane, and she was very nice. She had three noisy, playful kids. I loved the little apartment. It didn't have a kitchen, but she said that I could share hers in the main part of the house. She told me the story of how her husband left and she was a single mom too. When she told me how much the rent was, I knew I couldn't afford it and thanked her for her time. Then she asked me, well, how much can you afford? I told her, and it was about half of what she was asking. And she said, when would you like to move in? <clears throat> she said that the people who had looked at the apartment so far were all men, and she'd rather have another single mom living there. It was an incredible, serendipitous meeting, and perhaps I was due a little good karma. We took turns babysitting each other's kids. Her kids doted over my daughter and loved having a baby in the house. Lane welcomed me and my child into her home as if I belonged there. I watched her as she mothered her children in a way that was completely foreign to me. She was patient, kind, and poured her love into them like a thirsty flower. I watched in amazement as she worked as a teacher during the day, transported her children from soccer to karate lessons, and then dinner and homework in the evening. On top of it all, she worked late into the night to finish, finish her master's degree. I shared with her that I had always dreamt of going to college, and she not only encouraged me to go to school, but she convinced me that I was smart enough and capable enough to do it. This incredibly kind, loving, and overwhelmingly generous decision made by a stranger was a life-changing moment for me. It changed the entire trajectory of my life forever. She lived our vision by kindling the flame of love to help a stranger. She offered me nurturing and healing when I needed it most. We lost touch over the years, but reconnected about 15 years ago. She's now in her 80s, 
And we stay in touch through Facebook and on rare occasions, I am lucky enough to catch an in-person visit while she's on the East Coast. And I was pleasantly surprised, but not surprised when, I, when we reconnected and I learned she is a UU. After I finished my undergraduate degree, I worked for a community service nonprofit that focused on women's issues. We helped battered women and their families to get out of abusive relationships and get on their feet. One of those family members was a teenage girl who had been molested by her mother's boyfriend. Sadly, according to the CDC, about one in four girls and one in 13 boys in the US experience child sexual abuse. And in 91% of the cases, it is perpetrated by someone known and trusted by the child or the child's family members. Although the boyfriend had skipped town, she didn't want to stay with her mother. It's complicated. Her grandmother, who lived a few hundred miles away, offered to take her in, which the teen was very happy about. But the grandmother needed a little bit of time to plan for her transportation. As a minor, we couldn't have her staying alone in the shelter. So only, the only other alternative would have been the foster system. Instead, I spoke with her mother and offered our home as a place for her to come and stay until she could go to her grandmother's house. My colleagues, colleagues advised against it. They said she could bring trouble to my family, steal from me, or might even be really uncomfortable in such different surroundings. They were right. All of these things were possible, and any social worker would never do this, but I'm not a social worker. But I wondered whether Lane's friends perhaps warned her about taking me in. I was 19 after all. I partied with my friends and uh, on the weekends and sometimes came home really late at night. I knew the desperation this teen felt, not having a place to go, feeling lost. I couldn't bear the thought that she might possibly be placed in a foster situation that could traumatize her further or worse yet, run away into dangerous environments. I had the opportunity to be a bridge for her and I knew I just had to do it. She stayed with us for a little longer than initially anticipated, but I thoroughly enjoyed getting to know her and playing even a small role in helping her on her journey. She was a wonderful house guest, funny and amazingly artistic. She did a drawing for me where the letters were different things, you know, like animals, a pencil, an ice cream cone. And it spelled out, why do we have to kill people to show that killing people is wrong? I had never heard that saying before, and it was amazing and somewhat sad to me that a 16-year-old was processing these deep issues. And it was the first time in life I had ever questioned my support for the death penalty. When it was time for her to go to her grandmother's, we met one of her aunties at a gas station to pick her up. I watched them pull out and I thought I would probably never see her again. I wept in my car and sent prayers up and positive vibes into the universe for her safe travels and success in her life. As luck would have it, I ran into her about five years later. She was excited to tell me that things were going very well for her. She graduated high school and was attending college. She thanked me for helping her when she needed it. Her life was on a whole new trajectory. I was overwhelmed with joy to see her and to hear that I had in some small way been a part of that life-changing experience. When I think of our vision statement, 
I think of these two stories, one that happened to me and one that I helped to make happen. They represent a kindling of the spirit of love and justice to nurture and heal. When we act in the spirit of love and justice, it has the capacity to impact the world, as our vision statement says. There are many other moments, big and small, that have changed uh, my life. And there are other moments still that I've probably done things that I didn't even realize might have made changes in other people's lives as well. So I'd like you to think for a moment in your life, what was something that you had done that made a difference, that made a difference in your life that someone else did? Don't worry, I'm not gonna ask you to share. Who or what caused that change? Maybe a person or an event, maybe a teacher, a friend, a relative, or a visit to a monument or a museum or a play. Have you told this person what an impact they made on your life? Or maybe have you written a letter of thanks to the place that inspired you to explore painting or dancing or acting? Don't keep it a secret. Make sure you share that gratitude. And now I'd like you to think about a moment in your life, and I'm sure there are many, where you have made, where you may have had a life-changing impact on someone else. It could have been something that seemed minor at the time, a reassuring comment or encouragement, or maybe it was something that you really had to put yourself out there for. How did it make you feel? Did you benefit? Did it heal you too? Large or small, it matters. Whether it's a smile while you're going through the grocery store line, giving a little encouragement, or providing groceries to someone at a food bank, good things matter.